would like to acknowledge right now we're broadcasting on the stolen Gadigal land of the Eora Nation. We pay respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to any First Nations person listening in right now. Sovereignty was never ceded, always was, always will be. Now today we've got a very special and exciting episode of For the Record for you. It's 10 years of Panda Bear's Tomboy and we're unpacking the whole record from start to finish. In case you missed it, Mr. Dan Gordon, who's joining me, my name's Maya Billick, is a big Panda Bear fan and could not be brimming with more excitement to be going through Tombow today. Oh, he's the best. And so many, so many great records that you could kind of unpack. And I think this one is, is one of the more, not overlooked, because overlooked's the wrong word, obviously it got mass critical acclaim, but I, I think people kind of almost skip past this one and go straight to the person pitch, which is fair because person pitch is a great record, but I think this has arguably some of his strongest songwriting moments. Mm. Definitely towards the back end of the record, you kind of hear him really flex his songwriting muscles. And if if not anything else, this is definitely the, the most straightforward um, version of Noah Lennox's songwriting that we've heard, you know, to date. Yes, and Noah Lennox being one of the members of Animal Collective, this crazy experimental pop, uh, band, one of the founding members, um, and generally as part of one of the most revered indie bands of all time, and as a soloist as Panda Bear, one of the most revered indie musicians of all time. Yeah, and Animal Collective definitely had a run there from like the early 2000s up until about 2011, 2012, where they were nigh untouchable. They Anything they did kind of turned to gold. Um, and admittedly, it has kind of fallen off a little bit. Not too dramatically, but I think that it that kind of for me almost makes me look back on that and, and appreciate it for what it was, like just how good that run was. And Panda Bear at the same time was doing the same thing with his solo stuff. He was putting out 
an amazing album and then backing it up with another amazing album and then backing it up with another amazing album so that anything they were kind of touching was turning to gold. Um, and this album is such a good example of that, especially coming off the back of Person Pitch, which was one of the albums of the year when it came out. It was so kind of like genre-pushing, boundary-pushing for the way that he approached sampling and I guess it'd be kind of tough if you're Noah Lennox to be like, damn, how do I how do I follow that up? And I guess his approach on this one was to condense everything down, make everything make those 10, 11, 12 minute odysseys that he had on person pitch, condense them into three to four minute we'll call them Noah Lennox pop songs, because I don't <laughs> I think calling them straight pop songs is a bit of a stretch. A definitely somewhat of a stretch, but it's his version of a pop song, and I think it's so interesting to see how how he kind of approaches that. Yeah, I mean, you'd think he'd kind of keep going down that wacky and weird path, but instead he's definitely, it feels like he's streamlined things, and not to suggest that he was going too far or, or meandering too much on person pitch but rather this is probably the most straightforward out and out panda bear record you could get no? yeah and you, you it, it, you'd be hard to miss the the hip-hop influence on this record Noel Lennox a massive massive fan of hip-hop I think this was kind of his chance to really show exactly how much he enjoyed the hip-hop genre and, and what he wanted to kind of bring that to his music. So we're going to be listening to Tom Bear today. You're tuned into For The Record. Happy 10 years. Can't believe 2011 was 10 years ago. That's so crazy. Um, we're going to jump into a little bit more of the record in a sec. If you want to get in touch, 0409-945-945 is the number to drop us a line. Uh, if you want to shout out, any thoughts you have on Tomboy, any memories, any... Uh, time you spent watching Panda Bear we were really lucky to get to see him play at the Opera House a few years ago now and we're going to be reflecting a little bit on that show after these next few tracks up first the title track of Tomboy by Panda Bear on FBI Radio
here on FBI Radio. All three tracks from Tomboy, kicking off with the title track into slow motion, and right there, Surfer's Hymn. You're on For The Record, my name's Maya Billick, and I'm joined by Dan Gordon, and we've been reveling in the 10-year anniversary of this brilliant record, and we're only just getting up to uncovering the sound and tackling its influences. Dan, you mentioned a little earlier that which I think maybe is something very unexpected and what are not what a lot of people don't realise is how much Panda Bear is a fan of hip-hop. Yeah, and I mean, I, like you can definitely tell on tracks like Slow Motion it has that obvious sampled kind of boom-bap beat and there's a lot of that throughout the rest of the record. And I, I think he did it in a really nice way. It's never overbearing, it's never shouting in your face, I like hip-hop music, but mm. it's just kind of like subtly there showing that he's such a big fan. An interesting thing about a couple of those tracks we just played then is obviously in the rollout for the album, he was releasing singles, right? And he was releasing them as seven inches, but they weren't being um, mixed by who then went on to mix the record, um, Sonic Boom of Spaceman 3 fame, who <laughs> Animal Collective and Panda Bear, Noah Lennox himself is... Admittedly, a huge, huge fan, and Spaceman 3 was a big, big influence on Animal Collective and on Panda Bear in general. So it wasn't mixed by him yet, and I've got one of the seven inches, and listening to it, it's it doesn't sound as beefed up as the Sonic <laughs> Boom track sounds. So I think it was definitely a smart decision to kind of get him on board and really kind of make the record, give the record a bit more of its punch. Like on a track like um, Surface Him, who we just heard there, there's little voices of Noah that had been like manipulated, but he'd have them right at the front. And I think Sonic Boom kind of said to him, was like, look, they're great. Maybe they don't <laughs> need to be at the very front of the mix because you should let the song speak for itself. And I think definitely that's something to look out for when we're listening to this album is Sonic Boom's kind of influence and, and just his little kind of like nitpicky, maybe do this, don't do that. And you can definitely hear it. Yeah, it's definitely not as... It's a little hazier. It's almost a little bit darker than anything. Um, I would have heard of Panda Bear before and none of the tracks feel as much of a cacophony of noise. It's kind of like what I mentioned a little bit earlier, a bit stripped back in that sense. And I think maybe what you're saying is right, Dan. Sonic Boom would be the best kind of person to sort of manage those wants and needs and just kind of bring it all down mm. to a way where it all levels out. Yeah, and this is also probably the most bandy you'd heard Panda Bear be since, you know, since the early, early Animal Collective days. This is the most kind of guitar, or at least like straightforward 
straight to the front of the mixed guitar that we've kind of heard. Because um, obviously, you know, Person Pitch was really a, a little collage of, of pieces of music. So, yeah, there was guitar in it, but there probably wasn't as much guitar as is being, you know, um, featured here. Yeah, weird. So, well, not weird in a bad way, but just so un unexpected. Yeah, and one of the other cool things I think about this record is how often Noah's repeating lines and while, you know, if you on the cuff that might kind of sound like a little bit lazy, to me it comes off almost as like mantry or, or him trying to trying to really, really truly emphasize exactly the point that he's trying to come across. And I think it does it he does it really well. Well yeah, I mean Surfer's hymn is without a doubt very hymnal and I think you can see that He's gotten a bit tired of the constant Beach Boy references and the Beach Boy melody gaff, and is twisting it that little bit further. Yeah, and I mean, I think obviously the the Beach Boy and the Brian Wilson influence is is always going to be there. It's never going away because it's so so prevalent in his music. But I he does such a good job of really showcasing exactly every kind of which space you know the that his music has been influenced by and and yes the beach boys is obviously a very big part of that but it's definitely not the only part and he he really does well one of my we're going to listen to it in a little bit but one of my favorite tracks benfica is probably i would argue the most beautiful panda bear track that he has period but we can we can talk about that one in a bit i mean you got to give it to him much like an artist like sophie is really or was unfortunately really great at pulling out textures and turning those into sounds that would otherwise be unassuming to the everyday listener turns into something beautiful on its own piece of work and its own song and composition panda bears a lot like that yeah noah lennox is really really good at um making his voice another instrument it, it never I, I don't I, I don't for the most part get the feeling that he ever wants to be the centre of attention within the confines of... Yeah, well, but, I mean, he, he is by, you know, just because he's the only one there, but I don't think he ever wants to be the out-and-out -out focal point of his music, and that's why he kind of blends his voice in really, really perfectly to the rest of the musical world that he's trying to paint. You're on Follow the Record here on FBI Radio on 94.5 FM, digital radio and streaming at fbiradio.com. We're going to dip into a few more tracks right here last night at the Jetty by Panda Bear. Let us know what you're thinking on 0409 945 945. If you'd like a shout out, here's to Josh who's enjoying his listen. You're an FBI.
Alsatian Darn right here, off the back of Drone and Last Night at the Jetty. Underneath, Scheherazade is going to be playing for the next little bit as Dan Gordon and Imaya Bilic try and reiterate the significance of Tomboy, the album, Panda Bear as an artist. I mean, he's there's a very big reason, Dan, why he'd be one of your favourites of all time, no? Yeah, I think he, for me, he's one of the key people in music that can make extremely difficult music sound really easy and and so a lot of this stuff might on off the cuff sound simple or you know not crazy challenging to make it's because he's like so effortlessly good at making music um and i think that's really testament to him as a musician like and and all the work that he's done prior to to the solo stuff all the stuff with Animal Collective. He truly is like a veteran and was a veteran even when this album came out. So the fact that it's 10 years old is is pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's crazy to think how long there's been in terms of time since this record and I guess how much it still really resonates and has aged so well. Yeah, and I think that this album is, while I don't think it's necessarily the best quote-unquote whatever whatever that means panda bear record it probably is the truest example of him as a musician and the kind of sounds that he can kind of conjure up definitely definitely the truest example of him i think at least at, at that point in time this to me sounds like the the melting pot of all of his all of his inspirations kind of into one album would you call this the most panda bear-esque record the most panda bear panda bear album yeah i think so yeah <laughs> And, you know, that's not to say that he can't morph and, and grow and change, and he has, obviously, on, like, Panda Bear Meets the Grim Reaper. It sounds nothing like this, but it still sounds like Panda Bear. So I, th- I think that he definitely he definitely hit his stride on this album and found that nice, nice balance. Mm, I mean, at the very least, Tomboy is introspective, instinctual, and a craft, really, of art in exploring not only your inner conflicts, but also a divergent, opposite, changing, different musical themes and even sounds that shouldn't work together, putting them together and making them work. Yeah, well, I mean, and at, at this point, he was kind of still early-ish into having a family and having kids and becoming a father, and you can definitely hear, you know, the kind of back and forth that he was having with himself mentally in things that were happening in his life and was he doing a good enough job and X, Y, Z... Um, and it's really nice to kind of hear those being put to paper so liberally and, you know, without any fear of coming across the wrong way. I think that he, he's done a really, really good job of kind of laying everything out there for us all to see. Yeah. I mean, you said, Dan, this would be beyond person pitch your next favourite. I think so. And I mean, had to sum it up. They're all, they're all, they're all fairly good if, if you're a fan, but I think that this is probably... At least for me, it, it definitely harks back to a, a very, very prevalent time in my life, an interesting time. I was just finishing high school. So I, I think it, it definitely has more significance to me. But, uh, you know, all of, his, all of his records are, are very, very good. And I think that you could kind of make a case for, for any of them. Uh, we want to give a quick shout-out to Sophie, who's wondering um, what you think makes this album... Uh, difficult music 
Um, I just think that some of the way that he's putting together the chords and the way that he's stitching together the music is kind of unlike anyone else I've really heard. And if you're marrying that with all of the effects that he's putting on his voice and everything, all the sonics that he's trying to kind of navigate around, I don't really think there are many other people that can do exactly what he does and kind of make it sound so effortless. There you go. Thank you, Sophie, so much for texting in on 0409 945 945. We're going to go and dig into a little bit more of Friendship Bracelet, which is right underneath us. You're on For The Record, if you've just tuned in, a weekly album show here on FBI Radio, hosted by me, Maya Billick and Dan Gordon. We unpack a record from top to bottom. Stick with us. We've got the tail end of Tomboy here for you on FBI. Afterburner from Panda Bear's Tomboy right there. It's time for Dan Gordon and I, Maya Bilic, to bid you adieu and make some room for lunch with Kiki Amber here on FBI Radio. It's been an absolute pleasure spending the last hour with you and we will be back at the same time next week with another record to unpack from top to bottom. If you want to get in touch, for the record, at fbiradio.com is the spot to do so. Or you can hit us up on Instagram, for the record, FM is the handle. We'd love to hear from you. We've got another brilliant record next week, so 
tune in. You can also listen back to today's show at fbiradio.com slash programs. Or if you're an avid podcaster, look up FBI Radio wherever you get your podcasts from. And for the record, we'll be right there for you. You can listen back to last week's episode on DJ Rashad. We're going to leave you with probably my favorite track of this album, a little nod to his home in Portugal. The track's called Benfica. Definitely the one of the most, if not the most beautiful moments, I think, in the Panda Bear discography uh, period. But that's definitely up for debate. But we will see you next week. Give Kiki some love on 0409-945-945. She's got you covered from 1 until 3. You're an FBI. <laughs>